right, all right, all right. Welcome to both mics. Nice. Good way to start. Oh, yeah. Hey, folks, welcome. This is a show about nothing and everything. That's Mike Sofka. And that's Mike Taylor. And together, we are... Yes, both mics. Both mics. Thank you. I like it. Well, show number 49 about both mics. Heard podcasts can be heard. Wow. Check us out at twitch.tv slash both mics. We are live most every other, every Friday, 7-ish, 8-ish. We're going to hit 50 shows pretty soon, dude. 50. 50 shows. Wow. I'm thinking most podcasts probably don't make it to 50. I would think I would think that's correct. I would think that's correct. Wow. We have a, a lot of archive for people to listen to. Yeah, and you know, if there you go. It's actually better if you listen to them backwards, I think. Because if you go all the way back to like the first show or two, you're going to just turn it off and forget it. We've gotten progressively better, I think. Yeah. No? Yeah. So, like, you know, a, a decent show like, like this one or the, the last one we just did. Um, and then people get more irritated as time goes on when they get crappier and, and stupid and I'm, I'm falling asleep and we're just tripping over our words and talking about stupid crap. That's what we do every yeah. day. Right. Because it's a show about nothing. Yes. And everything. And everything. All right. Well, I got to start the show right out at the gate with the alien update. So hang on here. Let me get the aliens going here. That's a pretty good robot. He's a little bit of an alien too, but I think he's mostly he's an alien robot. You could be an alien robot, right? But not all robots are domestic. I computed the aliens. They are capable of sinister and dangerous acts. I should have put the alien picture next to Zuckerberg, like as a con. Well, didn't weren't you the one to put up on both mics the the comparison of data from the Star Trek Next Generation and Mark Zuckerberg? They looked like the same person. Yeah, like a doppelganger type thing. Yeah, that's funny. Yeah. Well, our boy Uh-oh. Jeff Bezos is making the news here. Again, still. Amazon. This is according to the ex-Walmart CEO. He's saying that Amazon's beginning to worry. This is through foxbusiness.com. He's saying that Amazon is realizing it has to participate in entirety of retail. So in other words, they're going to have stores that you can go to, like a Walmart or whatever. They're just going to take over everybody else. Why? I don't know. When they said that Amazon was going to be going into brick and mortar, I thought that meant they were going into construction business. I had no idea they were really going to build a store. Sounds like they've got the perfect thing for the future right now. Are they telling us by doing this that they're trying to capture the other other 50% of the market they're missing out on? Is that that the idea? Try to get, get it now and then switch everybody over who's taking their time getting to this service that we offer? I guess. I guess. You know, you know what's kind of weird is uh, you can, like, okay, for Christmas this past year, I, I had on my uh, my wish list a couple books for my kids. And somebody mistaken that for something I wanted for myself. So I got these books mailed to me during Christmas time, and I didn't want them. It was three books, about 50 bucks. And I said to myself, okay, uh, 
maybe I can return them. There's a gift receipt here in this box, and let me see if I can return them. You can't return books to Amazon. Wow. But you can return them to the Amazon bookstore. Oh. At the fancy mall. That doesn't make any sense because are the books wrapped in a cellophane wrapper? Or could you have read the book on the crapper, like on Seinfeld, where they, right. they could tell the book was in the bathroom or whatever and they won't take it back? Yeah, yeah, I, I guess that's what I'm thinking. You know, you can, you can literally read the book and it can look brand new and you can return it, you know. Um, but they have, they have a bookstore at the Millennium Mall wow. that, I can re- that I can return it to. And, of course, every time I go to Orlando, I forget these books here at the house. And here it is almost a year later, and they're still there. So, now, I guess Amazon has a bookstore, which is probably the picture we're looking at. Yes. it looks like a bookstore. So, that's probably the fancy mall right there. But they're going to open up, a, like, a full retail, you know, 160,000-square-foot retail place. They're going to open something. Yeah, they're going to open something called Amazon Go as well. I wasn't able to find all the all the numbers on that but this this foxbusiness.com article goes on to say in in order to have access to the 85% of retail that's not online so they're saying 15% of all retail is done online the other 85 is still in brick and mortar stores that i don't believe I don't, it's got to be a higher number. Yeah, I would well, think so, too. Maybe they're talking about grocery shopping cuz the grocery shopping is probably 25% of all retail to begin with. So they're probably talking about that. Um, and, and what are these stores going to look like? Is it going to be like an IKEA, where it just looks like a big warehouse, and you go around and you pick your own product out of a out of a bin? I can't see it being anything more than that. You know, you, you're going to pay people to put product on the shelf. I don't think so. I don't think so. Yeah. So it's probably going to be like an IKEA type environment. And why? Why freaking bother, dude? All right. So does that mean I got to put my own stuff together when I get home? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> you got to put you got to put your your potato chips together yourself. Um, they give me a bag of potatoes, a thing of oil, and a fryer. <laughs> yep, <laughs> it all comes separate. Um, old man, uh, get off my lawn! Alert. Yes. I wear. I use spray deodorant. Yes. You can't do that anymore. That's that you're causing global warming, Mike. That, that's fine. That's fine. Um, they'll get over it. They'll make more. Um, uh, so it's hard to find, and I use a particular brand that's hard to find. And I went to a particular store, and they didn't have who normally has my brand, and they didn't have my brand. So there I was in the store, busted out the phone, looked it up on Amazon, and they had a three pack. Click two days later at my house. Okay, so you only smelled for a couple of days. That's not bad. Yeah, I had the you know the, the bottom of another of another can of another brand that I use. But uh, you know, it, what more do you need than that? You know, if you can't plan your life forty eight hours in advance, there's bigger issues than not having deodorant. I hear you. You know what I mean? So why have this freaking store? Why go? Why go to Amazon store if I can go to ABC store or one two three store? It doesn't matter, you know. There's no loyalty to a brick and mortar. You I think they're. I can order. I can order twenty things and have them here by Sunday. Sunday. I think they're gambling on the 
the mom and pops and the small businesses that Walmart didn't take down went down during the pandemic. And it's just a matter, is Walmart going to build more stores or is Amazon? Who's going to take yeah. the market share that's left open there right now? Yeah, I, I, I guess that makes sense. I, I mean, that's my own personal twist on this thing, but still, I... I you know, they dip a toe in the water with the Whole Foods thing, and they have their they have these little kiosk stores with self-checkout. It's a, it's a self-checkout store. There's, like, nobody in the store. Yeah. Nope. Yeah, yeah, they shouldn't do that in yeah. California. They'll rob that place blind. Yeah. Well, I was at Home Depot this past week, and uh, they have self-checkout. I'm like, I, I don't want self-checkout. I, I will wait, you know, three people, four people online. Before I go to self checkout, if there's more than four people online, then okay, maybe you know, or if I'm in a rush, I'll, I'll well, do see, it. Well, see, I, I, I think every time you do the self checkout, you should be entitled to take one free item. Exactly. And then when you get to the door, if they stop you, you can go. It's not my fault. You didn't train me on this equipment. You're telling me to right, do exactly. it. I didn't. I missed it. Get the memo. Yeah. Right. Well, sir, the, the item you took was seventy nine dollars. It's all right. They'll get over it. They'll make more. It's a side of beef. <laughs> <laughs> right? Why, why was the prime rib not wrong? <laughs> and your bill yeah. was $4, sir. Okay, Ooh, good. We had, we had prime rib last weekend for, for dinner. Yeah, how was oh, it? So good. So good. Yeah, who little, made it? You were, you were Brenda. What's that? Did you make it or did Brenda make it? Me. I, I cook. I, All right. Yeah, I do most of the cooking. And she now listens to the podcast, so when she listens to this one, I love you, dear. Yeah. <laughs> I, I'm just, I'm, I'm a real freaking picky eater. Dude, yeah. like, I worked 15 years in produce at one capacity or another. Right. And I never ate a strawberry in my life. Wow. And, you know, and everyone, how could you not eat a strawberry? They're freaking gross. Yeah. But, like, 95% of the stuff in the department I don't eat, and I'm extremely picky about how things are prepared and if things are burned well, or let, not burned. Well, let me ask and you I, this. Do you like mushrooms? No. Oh, I thought you were a fun guy. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you. Be here all week. But, um, um, that's funny. Uh, yeah. But, yeah, no. No. Like, I, I'll have a salad. My salad consists consists of lettuce. That's it. Yeah, lettuce, dude. No lettuce, no cucumber, no tomato, no lettuce, no tomato, no cucumber, no radishes, maybe some carrots, you know. But like, I'll I'll put other stuff in it. I'll drown it in freaking ranch dressing. But I don't eat most of the stuff in the produce department. Wow. Now, if I went to the deli or the dairy department, I would have been four hundred pounds by the time I was done working. <laughs> I could put away some cheese, some freaking chocolate pudding. So Mark Zuckerberg is back in the news. He makes the Alien Update, this show here. Apparently, he divulged this big thing, this new app they have that turns virtual meetings into what they're calling a dystopian nightmare. This is according to Huffington Post, so it must be true. People on Twitter hilariously dragged Mark Zuckerberg's new metaverse offering, a virtual reality remote work app. Now, if you look at that picture, that's something they showed from this app. And if you look, none of the people have bodies from the waist down. They're all from the waist up. You see that? Okay. Yeah. They're oddly, like, floating in their chairs. But I guess you would, like, pick out your character, pick out your meme or whatever. They say that this is the normalized culture of remote work 
Facebook on Thursday launched a test of Horizon Workrooms, a virtual reality workplace app in which users of the company's Oculus Quest 2 headsets can hold meetings as cartoonish and creepily legless avatar versions of themselves. Well, yeah, it costs money for someone to design those figures. And, you know, you only have to pay somebody half price if it's only half a person. Well, it doesn't look that far from... Did you ever see the characters on Nintendo Wii? Did you ever play with a Wii? No. Okay, well, it looks like kind of like characters that are involved in that. It doesn't look like overly complicated. It doesn't look like it's super high tech. The thing that was creepy about the unveiling was he unveiled it and there's a cartoon character that looks like him. So he looks like a friggin' alien to begin with. So now they've taken a cartoon of the alien that he is and they're showing... It's just... It's a creepy looking guy. It's like... It's not the neighbor that everybody said, oh, he was such a kind and nice young man. I'm so surprised. It's like, no, if there was a dude on the block that, that's guilty of that, that's him. That's what he looks like, the creeper. Right, right. The neighborhood creeper. Yeah. And, and it's the Oculus. I, we talked about the Oculus uh, virtual headset previously. I actually have one. I was given it to me by my former employer. And, um, yeah, it's, it's cool. I actually looked at it the other day. I'm like, oh, hey, yeah, there it is. Uh I've, I've used it like two or three times, just like laying in bed looking around, like, oh, this is kind of cool. You know, I really, you know, I, I, if there's actual use for it, I don't know, you know. There's somebody put out on, on somebody put out on Twitter, no one said, Mark Zuckerberg, I made an app that combines the worst parts of working from home and working in the office. You're welcome. Right. And I can see how the, the Oculus would be like that, you know. But I'll tell you, I, I don't long, long to be at, back at the office, you know. I, I'm fine with, you know, uh, Microsoft Teams or Skype or anything like that to, to, to go through our daily uh, huddle and, and talk about what needs to be done that day. Yeah. I, I don't need to see anybody. I don't need to see right. any avatars. I don't need virtual virtual reality, 3D, blah, 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 F you up your butt type stuff. I, leave me alone. Leave but me see, alone. I'm... I, I'm, I'm, I'm 8.30 to 5, I'm going to take a half hour for lunch, and I'm going to get what I need to get done done. I, I'm already upset because, as you see, the people there, I don't identify with any of those genders. And I'm thinking that you're painting this with too broad of a brush. What if I'm pansexual? What if I'm uh, half plant half, or half animal, half uh, human? That's the big. That's the big one that's coming down the track right now. It's yeah, no longer well, just transtestical. It's it's. I'm I'm also half cheetah. I'm also yeah, well, half elephant. Whatever. Right. Whatever the case may be, go fuck yourself. <laughs> um, yeah. But I can't slide. identify with this gender this gender bias thing you're doing. Well, when you when you identify as a human being and you can get your shit together, you can come back to work. How's that? <laughs> I think that the other people in your office should be able to create your avatar because you're creating the avatar to show the light that you want people to see in you. Anonymously, yeah. yes. Yes, everyone. Yeah, everyone submits a drawing and like every week they go through all their coworkers, they make avatars for them, and then every week you have a new one and whatever they give you is how someone sees you. The the avatar of the week, yeah. Yes, I like it. Why does my avatar have horns? It's very passive aggressive. It's awesome. Why does he have that pitchfork? What's up with the pitchfork? <laughs> I think it's awesome. Disney's in the news. 
My avatar this week has a, a dunce cap on. What, what's up with that? <laughs> Why right. is my avatar going into the supply room closet with the new secretary? Right? Why, why does my... Oh, God. Why does my avatar have a backpack? That drives me nuts. <laughs> the, stringy, nuts. the stringy little strap backpacks. Yeah, and, and you have all, all kinds of office supplies in there, staplers and you know, reams of paper. Why do you have a backpack with all this shit in it? Why, what do you need? I, you know, where, where I, I previously worked at the uh, you know, last office building I actually worked in, you weren't allowed to bring backpacks in there. And, like... Out of nowhere, like all these people, like every freaking millennial has a backpack. What, what's in there? Well, what, what's in your backpack? What, what do you? What is so important that you need to bring it to freaking work Le- with you? Lisa and I went to a a concert festival, and we've we've had this backpack that has been going to concert festivals with us since like 1999. And it's you know it's seen better days. The zippers broken here and there and stuff, but it's kind of tradition. That backpack comes with us. That's that's what we carry our stuff with. Okay. So, well, you're at a concert festival outside all day. You need sunblock. You need extra water. You need the wet thing around your neck. You probably need another shirt because you'll probably be drenched with sweat. And then you're probably going to buy a concert t-shirt. So you jam that in. You know, it's that's what we do. So, so we're going through the line and everybody with backpacks, they're searching the backpacks. And that's pretty standard. That's in, you know, they want to make sure you're not bringing in stuff you're not supposed to be bringing in. And I get it. So, anyway... I, we start looking at it, and the person in front of us has a clear backpack, and yeah. inside the clear backpack is another backpack, and they waved her through. She didn't have to look because she was had a clear backpack. <laughs> so I'm like, are you, are you freaking serious? You put your leather backpack inside a clear backpack, and they wave you on through. Go ahead. Yeah, and there was, and there was, a, there was a skull and crossbones on that, that inside backpack. <laughs> That's freaking hilarious. All right, so Disney's in the news. Walt Disney World and Disneyland will now charge visitors up to $20 a day to skip lines for rides, a perk that was previously free. Yeah, the the Fast Pass. I I hear different blogs and things on YouTube from time to time, and people talking about this, and it's called the the Genie or something like that, the Disney Genie, and... uh, you know, Universal's been doing it for a while. I think SeaWorld jumped on the on the charging bandwagon, and they were kind of thinking that that Disney was too. You know, uh, twenty five dollars for parking. That's that's not good enough, I guess. And uh, you even if you stay at a, a hotel on Disney property, they charge for parking there now too. So yeah, they they got you coming and going. They, they, do they charge you to check the, the backpacks when you come in? I don't know, I guess that's due. If you'll please swipe your credit card here so I can rub my hands all over your body and send you through this radiation machine here. So they got the fast pass for backpacks. If you want your backpack checked, it's one line. If you don't want to check your you know, have your backpack checked, it's twenty five dollars and you go on this line and it's a lot faster. Well here's my here's my thing. They're already charging you an arm and a friggin' leg to get into the place. Right. I mean I'm I'm if you're a Florida resident, it's it's hundred and fifty dollars per ticket. You have to buy a two day ticket. That's seventy five bucks. Those are Florida resident. Otherwise, a Florida resident ticker ticket for one day is one hundred and nine dollars. Wow. So here's my thing here. Is this a just a tip thing? Is this a thing like we got to get people used to 
paying the extra. They're not going to want to pay the extra because people are resilient to change and they don't want to pay any more. So we're just going to make it a tiny bit more. We're just going to make it like 10, 20% more. Most people will bump for that. I bet you it's math. Like if they bump them at the ticket counter, if they bump 10 people, six of them will buy it maybe because it's only another $20. Well, that's, that's what I was thinking too. When I, when I saw this article, I was like, okay, 15, 20 bucks. That, that's what they're charging. I go, that's not bad. I, I would spring for that. For that? Yeah. And, yeah. And, and, and if it, if it was convenient enough, it would, right. it was automatic. Then what's going to happen is they're going to start once it becomes a way of life to your visits to Disney, that's when they get you. That's when you can buy the year-long fast pass for a discount or the seasonal fast pass for a discount. Pretty soon you're spending twice the ticket to get in so you don't have to stand in line. You're going to walk around on your phone. Your phone's going to alert you and say, oh, we're due at Space Mountain. And you're going to get on a ride that's supposed to be futuristic from the 70s. Yeah, right. Um, and, and the thing is, if it, if it is convenient enough, you know, if it automatically happens. Now, if I'm going to pay 20 bucks and then I have to go fetch my fast passes, no, no. If it's like the old system where I have to fetch them myself and I have to pay to fetch them, no. But 20 bucks is nothing. And the thing is why Disney's price to get in the park is so high is because people will pay it. And they'll sell out on 4th of July. You know, 65,000 people will pay that full price. And it, and it keeps the riffraff out. That's good. Uh, like I like places with no riffraff. But 20 bucks, everybody's going to buy this thing. So your fast pass lane is going to be just as busy as your regular lane. Well, there you go. That's what's going to happen. Nobody has to stand in line anymore. Yeah, okay. if it was if it was fifty bucks or sixty bucks, then it would probably be worth it because oh. only a handful of people would would uh, participate. Right. Well, that's my thing. I I think that's what they're they wanted to come out of the box with fifty, sixty bucks, but they were like, hold on a second here. If you give them a little bit. They'll swallow it easier. You can't shove the whole thing down their throat. You got to give them a little bit at a time. You're good at metaphors. <laughs> oh, man. What else is happening? Toyota's in the news. Oy vey. Toyota's finally hit by the chip shortage that all the other manufacturers have faced. I drove by a Chevy store not far from my house not long ago. There was like six cars in the parking lot. Get out of here. And I think three of them were employees. Yeah, you know, it was bad. They're, they're I saying was in Costco last week. They had plenty of chips. Hey, they're saying that Toyota will see its production fall off forty percent next month. They yeah. were able to avoid the chip th- chip shortage to the way they've done business in the past, but they could lose up to three hundred and sixty thousand vehicles globally through September. With Toyota North America telling Automotive News that it could lose sixty thousand to ninety thousand vehicles. So they're saying this. These are potential loss of sales. Because they don't have the chips for these vehicles. How convenient. They've known this. We've been talking about this for close to a year. I guess they still can't get the chip thing going here because of the problem. They can't catch up. They're so far behind. They're just, whatever they put out, instead of taking a week to put in the cars, the cars are already made. They just got to pop the chip in and get them the hell out of there. Everybody's waiting on these chips. The demand is extremely high and the supply is still extremely low. But I know what you're saying. A year. You would think they'd catch up. No one plans in advance. No one has a plan B. Well, apparently Toyota did because they they lasted this whole time, this whole year, without having a problem. But hell, even, even having a year's supply isn't good enough, apparently. Wow. 
That's crazy. So they're saying it's not going to affect all the vehicles. Uh, let's see. Why not? Ford is considering sending unfinished vehicles to the dealers. Well, that makes a lot of sense. While Jeep paused production for the popular Gladiator earlier this month, Volkswagen is selling the Fox without an infotainment screen because they're, they're they're just adjusting their plan mid you know mid build I guess they're like well screw it we got to get these vehicles out of here. Have you seen that Jeep Gladiator? No, I don't think so. No, is that the thing that's a truck in the back? It looks like a Jeep, yeah. but it's a truck in the back. Yeah, yeah, yeah I like 53, that. 000. Fifty-three thousand, I think, is the base price on that thing. Jeeps sold their value, dude. I've sold a handful of Jeeps, and I was shocked at how much I was. I had to sell them for. They were whole. Yeah. Jeeps will hold their value. I. Yep. Especially yeah, down I, here uh, in Florida. If you want something a, a Jeep that's reasonably priced, you have to go past two thousand. Uh, two thousand. Ninety-eight, ninety-nine, two thousand, two thousand one. Twenty well, years old, and these things are still going for five grand. Oh no, they're going for more than that. Well, the ones I'm talking about, anyway. I'm yeah. talk Well, I, I look at reasonably priced ones. No, no, I, no. I, I'm talking about. I, I know people, friends, friends through the automotive industry and stuff, and a couple of them have Jeeps, and you know, for a vehicle that was maybe seven, eight years old, and maybe you know, eighty thousand miles on it or what have you, it's still bringing in close to thirty grand. And I'm like, yeah. how is this possible? And well, that, I'm, I'm talking about you know. Things that are, have 200,000 miles on it that are 20 oh, years yeah, old yeah, for, yeah. for that one. Yeah, yeah no, no they, it's amazing. Their resale value, because we're, we're uh, probably in the, the not-so-distant future, we're looking at a boat, and uh, we need a vehicle to pull the boat. And since we sold our damn truck last year, um, yeah, we sold our, our 2005 Toyota Tundra with, like, 250,000 miles on it. And you got the pilot? And, and great, great. Uh, yeah, when we bought the pilot about a year ago, uh, great condition this truck was in, and uh, 250,000 miles on it. You know, 2004, 2005, sold it for five grand. Yeah, it's amazing. And, uh, was it four wheel drive or no? Yeah. It was, yeah. It was well, that's half of it because those vehicles will see 500,000 miles in Mexico. Yeah. Seriously? Actually, no, I think it was. I think it was two wheel drive. Yeah, but still, it's yeah, still it a truck. Like, truck. Trucks make money. I, I couldn't freaking believe it. Now, now I'm kind of like, ah, I wish we would have kept it because we, you know, if we're looking to get a boat. Now we get to get something to pull it. Right. I, I guess we could pull it with the pilot, but I don't know. It, you get on some of those freaking boat slips, those boat ramps. Yeah. With that pilot, even though it's four wheel drive, that thing will be all over the place. Yeah. I, that, you know. And we're looking at like a 28 foot boat. Yeah, you got to get like a Duramax diesel F250 or 2500 HD or something like that. Jeez. Yeah. That big a boat. That's nice. I'm coming over. Yeah. Let me know when the boat's ready and the water gassed up, running. I'll Give be right there. Give me a while. We're just in the thinking stage. <laughs> yeah, we're thinking RV. We're thinking boat. We're thinking adding on the house. Yeah, right? Yeah. Who knows? We'll probably end up moving back to Texas. Who knows? Really? <coughs> is, that a, is that a revelation or what? I have no idea, dude. Oh, okay. Yeah, this, this whole year has just been a it's freaking a blur. blur. Yeah. No, I hear you. I hear you. Well, good news. Do you have a... Who, who's your phone carrier? Verizon? T-Mobile? Uh, AT&T. AT&T. Well, T-Mobile was hacked. Uh -oh. They've exposed <laughs> tens of millions of customers. Wow. Yeah. I didn't know they had tens of millions of customers. Apparently, they do. They, um... 
There's no indication that, this is according to CNET.com, there's no indication that financial data like credit card or other payment information was compromised, T-Mobile said Friday in a press release. The company has reset PIN numbers for all prepaid customers after the exposure of 850,000 PINs for this group. So that must be the Metro part of T-Mobile. I guess that's the prepaid part. Yeah. T-Mobile could reportedly face a class action lawsuit. They're yada yada and they're telling you how to protect yourself and freeze your credit and all that stuff. Wow. Right, right. Yeah, they, and they usually offer, like, a free year of, of credit, whatever. Yeah, it's bad news. The figures include a spectrum of data, including names, driver's license numbers, social security numbers, and device identification, IMEI and IMSI, numbers for subscribers, former customers, and prospective customers who may have been interested in T-Mobile service at one point. Wow. The breach includes customers of Metro by T-Mobile too. In short, almost anyone who's considered T-Mobile could be affected. Wow. Yeah. So I guess it's it's credit reports and, and things of that that nature that are uh, that are actually what I could do is I could go out and buy a bunch of crap. Like, honey, let's redo the the kitchen. Honey, you want another car? You want all this stuff? Great, 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 great. You get all this stuff and I don't know. I was hacked. Well, I, I don't know. Right. Yeah. That's how people do it, though. You know, someone else will do it to you. You can do it to yourself and play dumb. Scary. Oh, here's here's the text. Our boy's in route here. Mike Stradamus is pulling up. The limo driver has texted me already, so I'm going to go ahead. I'm going to get his music queued up here. All right. There's his picture. Let me get his music queued up. I'm going to go get the door. I'll be right back, okay? How are you, young Michael? Your Excellency, how are you? How are you? Good to see you. Wow. Good to be here. Who is Johnny Carson? Johnny, Johnny who? Exactly. Hey now. Hey. Hey folks, we have a great guest with us tonight. It's a famous safari guide, the all-knowing, all-seeing, omniscient, and former electronic salesman from Crazy Eddie at the corner of 4th and Lexington. I give you the great Mike Stradamus. Yes, yes, yes. Thank you. Thank you for inviting me. Thank you so much, Mike. Welcome, Mike Stradamus. We have been waiting to hear your infinite wisdom. I have your envelopes right here. Ah! They have been hermetically sealed and locked away in a mayonnaise jar and left at Church Street Station this morning. 
No one knows the contents of these envelopes, but you and you alone, in your infinite wisdom, know the contents of these envelopes. Sir, I present to you your first envelope. Ah, thank you. Thank you very much, Mike. Ooh. I felt kind of warm through there. <laughs> Sorry about that. Mm. I have the answer to the question in this envelope. I'm going to tell you the answer, then I'm going to rip open the envelope and tell you the question. The first answer is a submarine. A submarine? A submarine. I will open the question here out of the envelope. A submarine. A submarine. Named something long and hard and full of semen. <laughs> A submarine. May your next trip on a submarine be on Bean Burrito Night. Nice. Go Navy. I have your next envelope right here, sir. Ah, question number two. Thank you, sir. Thank you. Ah. Woo. Gets easier each time, though. You know, the first time, it hurts. But then after that, it's it always, feels better. It's always harder the first time, yes. Nice, nice, nice. The answer. A wet nose. A wet nose. A wet nose. Let me tear this open nose. here. A wet nose. A wet nose. What do a nearsighted gynecologist and a puppy have in common? <laughs> a nearsighted gynecologist and yes, a puppy. Yes, yes, yes. And Mike, I might add, may Mr. Magoo birth your next puppies? I see. Sir, my excellency, your excellency, I have your final envelope. Ah, right here. awesome. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Matter of fact, thank you. Thanks for coming. Thanks for coming. Thank that you. is the answer. Thanks for coming. Oh, thanks for coming. Hmm. Thanks. Thanks for coming. Thanks for coming. What does the receptionist say at a sperm bank? <laughs> thanks for coming. Mike, I must bid you adieu now, but remember, always come and go. I can't control the guy. You're going to have to learn how to fend yourself. No, put the gun down. I don't think you need a gun to protect yourself from him. Jesus. Nice. It's going crazy over here. The guy has adjusted my seat. He's grabbing the Karen here, of course, again. Christ almighty. Karen. Massachusetts man claims 500,000 Powerball prize one day before his opportunity expires. Idiot. There he Why? is right there. What's his thought process? Okay, what's up with the dog? Is he one of those people that, that need an a emotional support dog? Obviously. Apparently. This is according to WCVB. This is in New England. We were talking about New England people before. Oh, no, maybe it's New Jersey, because they're talking about Cape Cod. Isn't Cape Cod in New Jersey? No, Cape May is New Jersey. Ah. Cape Cod is that hook that's off of Massachusetts. All right. Cape Cod man claims 500,000 Powerball prize day before it was due to expire. The guy's probably from Sandwich. Sandwich is a town in Cape Cod. They probably don't want to 
announced that he's from Sandwich. Leonard Thomas of South Dennis claimed a 500,000 Powerball prize on Wednesday, a day before it was scheduled to expire. Thomas purchased the winning ticket at the South Dennis Mobile on Route 134 last year, and the winning numbers were revealed August 19, 2020. Powerball and other game prize winners have one year from the date of the drawing to claim the prizes. I heard about a Powerball ticket expiring on the radio, and then my nephew told me. And then he told me where it was, and I thought, I play at that store. I have a plastic sleeve that I keep all my tickets in. When I heard about the expiring ticket, I looked through the tickets in the sleeve and found the Powerball ticket from August 19, 2020. I had it scanned at the local convenience store, and the clerk indicated that I had to go to the lottery to claim my prize. Wow, okay. I thought he had like a... A, a thought process or a plan yeah. behind this that he was going to wait till the last minute to claim his yeah. prize for some stupid reason. The winning wow. numbers for the drawing were 13, 23, 47, 58, 55, and a Powerball number of 23. Thomas used a quick pick. Yada yada, plus the Powerball. Since his ticket included the Powerball play, the Powerball multiplier for this drawing was 10, with the base amount of 50000 was multiplied 10 times for a half million dollars before taxes. Oh, wow. I didn't know that's how the multiplier worked. Yeah, you always you always get the power play. You always, get the, you always pay extra for that because you don't get all the money. They advertise you can get all this money, but you got to read the fine print. You got that's why the the lottery is a, a tax on poor people who can't do math. <laughs> I mean, I, I can do math. I, I'm guilty. I play it. I mean, shit. I, yeah, I got just as much chance as the next guy. You know. Exactly, and someone wins. Someone. Yeah. And if I win, you'll never know. Sorry. And if I win, you won't see my picture looking like that. Christ Almighty! Right. Mask on, dog. The guy's wearing them New Balance shoes that most dads wear. Well, I notice he has high tops on, and like his like pants are tucked in, not tucked in. Like what? What? What's going on there, buddy? You know, they're gonna take your picture. It's gonna be plastered everywhere. He's got hair like yours, okay. only darker. Yeah, well, whatever. It's gonna be on the both mics podcast for everyone to see, and, and you're dressed like that. What's up with yes. you, buddy? Hopefully, you're watching us on Twitch.tv slash both mics, or maybe you're catching us on YouTube or Facebook. YouTube. But you yeah. can always see the pictures. He's, he's got one of those gigantic checks, and he's just such a big person that the gigantic check is really small. <laughs> I put up on this. I put up on the Facebook page. There was a car that smashed into a Wendy's. Did you did you see that on the page yet? I hate when that happens. No, no. There's a I video. The video cameras from around the Wendy's captured this. Apparently, it's next to an interstate, and the car flew off the interstate, hit a berm, and flew across the parking lot, hit the building. Wow. There's a couple different angles from the security cameras that I put up on the website through somebody's post on Twitter. It was the South Brunswick Police Department put this up here on Twitter. No serious injuries. The fr- it hit the front of the store and landed on a table next to a table with family with a family eating there. So it was right next to us. That'll freak you out. Yeah, I bet. I mean, this guy was looking for the drive-through. He didn't want to freaking wait. Right. Yeah, this looks like a brand new Wendy's too. If, if this is the the right. 
Wendy's that they're, they're picturing. Yeah. Oh, the Carfax on that Wendy's is going to be screwed now. They got in an accident. Right. Unreal. Yeah, the Wendy's right by us here looks just like that one. Which uh, has no cashiers. You have to go in and go to a kiosk and, and ring in your own food. Really? Yeah. Yep. No cashier, no person to go up to. And you just grab a table and they bring the food to you. Well, pretty soon, uh, as we talked in the last show, Musk is going to have the AIs there. And he'll just have robots cooking in the kitchen. So that's no problem. They'll just whip right. you up something. Yeah. Hopefully they cook better than the people that are in there now. Why don't they take the robots and put them in the self-checkout line and do the checking out for you? you kill two birds with one stone. Right? Well, I guess it, it saves a couple million dollars on a robot. Watch Publix or somebody do that. Watch that. Wouldn't that be something? Right. Wow. You go to check because you know what Publix. I give Publix a lot of credit. Publix, they never have more than four people waiting in line. They'll they'll open up new registers. They'll they'll do what they have to do. You know, right. you, I haven't been to Walmart in years, but I can remember they had eighty four registers and like two cashiers on duty. And I was like, yeah. what are we doing here? What are we yeah, doing? It's ridiculous. I'm buying product here. I'm here with my. I'm trying to give you my money. I've selected my items. I'm saying, please take my money. You should be waiting in line to take my money. You should have a line of employees there lined up waiting to take people's money as they come by. I shouldn't right. have to wait for you. But meanwhile, there's a guy at the one uh, the one ex exit entrance saying hello to you when you come in. Yes. And then the other entrance, there's another person saying hello to you. And there's no one, you know, there's one or two registers open. I, I, I see two perfectly good people that are standing. <laughs> At the doors. You don't have to say hello to me. <laughs> that's some poor veteran old guy. That's some poor grandma who can't get a job anywhere else. She's the greeter. I'll, I'll assume that, you want, that you're saying hello. Just write, write hello on the door. Oh, wait. Oh, wait. It already says welcome on the door. Never you know, mind. You know, back in the day when... Back in the day, we used to go to Walmart. You said, oh, I just got to pick up milk. $118 later, and you forget yeah. the friggin' milk. So yeah, that's that's a big thing at Target. People usually say, you know, because they, they they suck you in with their displays. Yeah. So what you do is you just go up to the greeter and hand them fifty bucks and leave. You'll get it a lot cheaper. <laughs> right. Get off a lot cheaper and and save some time too. Absolutely. So Mike, I'm not going to give up your age. You and I are essentially the same day, but born a few days apart. But we would be a different age on a different planet. Okay, because it takes longer or shorter for the planet to go around the sun. Ah, you are smart, sir. Are you considering a year, a planet year? Yes. This is according to dig.com. They put out a calculator just to find out how old you'd be on Jupiter, Mars, Venus, and other planets using their nifty calculator. So what you Uranus? do is you go to this site, dig.com slash science slash link slash yada, 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 yada. If you just punch in planet age calculator, you'll probably pull you right to where you need to be. All right. Let me see what I can find here. Hmm. I can't find your email that you sent me this morning, damn it. That's all right. We'll figure it out. Yeah. Do you have, do you have the, the, the things there for what our ages would be? Yeah, I did, and I'm having trouble pulling them up now. Hang on a second. Let me get to it. There we go. Now we're talking. Now we're cooking with grease. All right, I'm pulling it up here. Nin 1986, we were born. Okay, we'll go with that. 
On Earth, of course, we would each be 55. We're not 55 right. quite yet, but we're close to that because our birthdays are at the end of the year. Our right, right. Jovian age, which is our age on Jupiter, we'd be 4.64 years old. 4.6? So we'd be starting kindergarten. Not bad. Your anus would be 0.61 years old. <laughs> wow. Pluto, you'd be 0.21 years old. 21. 0.2. <coughs> so that's a fifth of a year. A fifth of a year. So you'd be... Your, your Martian age would be 27.65. We would actually... We would actually be half our age on Mars. Wow. Venus, so. we'd be 84.53 years old. <laughs> And on Mercury, we'd be 215.77 years old. Wow. Wow. Yeah. Saturn, we'd be 1.6 years old. 1.76 years old. Wow. Still in diapers. Right? Neptune, we'd be 0.3 years old. Anyway. You can find that. That's a fun thing to do. I guess you could... Now be legal. I guess you know what this would be coming handy for pedophiles. They can move to a planet and still sleep with you know kids, <laughs> right? I identify as someone from from Uranus. <laughs> there you go. I'm only point six five years old. Exactly. Now here's the thing. Like, if like Mars was twenty seven years or something like that. Yeah. Uh, so, so does that mean like it has a seven year winter and a seven year spring and a seven year? Actually, I, I was wrong because I was rolling the ages. I was rolling up and down. It's actually 29.24 would be our Martian age. But, yes, I, I totally get what you're saying. I, I, I don't know. Is that a long-ass winter? I mean. Right. Wow. Yeah. Would you, would you definitely want to move to Florida then in, if it's nine years for winter. Wow. Yeah, Earth yeah. seems to be the sweet spot there. They're, they're not too old, not too young. <laughs> like just like exactly our age so yes wow how about, about that yeah i wasn't sure how old we'd be on earth till i plugged that in in the calculator exactly the blue moon is coming blue moon depending on when you're listening or uh, watching this beer. it's not the beer we're talking about we're talking about yeah. a blue moon right and i you know what like i didn't know until like i was an adult what they actually meant by blue moon. You say, oh, once in a blue moon. Like, well, okay, great. Whatever, you know, that's funny, whatever. But I didn't know it was an actual thing until I was an adult. They're saying this is according to LiveScience.com. They're saying once in a blue moon is especially pertinent this week. This Sunday, August 22nd, the full sturgeon moon is expected to impress sky gazers, particularly because of its blue designation. The term blue moon refers to the second full moon within the same month. The last one Correct. rose. The last one rose on October thirty first, twenty twenty, with an eerie blue moon lit up the night sky on Halloween. Yes, that's always kind of cool when the blue moon is in, or a full moon, blue moon is on Halloween. Even worse is when it lands on Friday the thirteenth. Is that like growing up for you? Did always like weird things happen on Friday the thirteenth? Like when you went out cruising and hanging out with your friends. No, that was a superstition we put on ourselves. No, right, no, true, but like, like nights were, and it's probably 
not a placebo, but whatever the opposite of a, a placebo is. Um, you know, did we go out looking for extra trouble on that night? Maybe. Maybe you, you know, you know they say you can speak things into reality. Oh, well, yeah. Yeah. You know, that, it, I once heard a, a guy who did a speech talking about, he's like, all right, close your eyes. Now take a lemon, put it on the counter there, and cut the lemon in half. And then take the lemon and just take a big bite out of it. And most people were like, oh, ooh, you know, because they, they were, they were able to, to taste the lemon and have that, that feeling in their throat of the, the sour and bitterness of the lemon. And it was, you know, you could talk it into existence. But, um, yeah, we used to, things were always crazier on Friday the 13th. I was a manager of a fast food restaurant in the 80s. And whenever Friday the 13th came along, and even if it was a, like a full moon on that night, it was even worse. It just things were crazier. People were out of their freaking mind doing weird, stupid crap all the time. Did you have to wear a and, pirate costume? Uh, no, no. You weren't like dude from that movie, washing the mirror in the bathroom, and the, the customer comes up to the counter. I'm not 100% satisfied. I'm going to kick 100% of your ass, sir. <laughs> right? All-American burger? Yeah. <clears throat> Crazy. Oh, yeah. It, it's, it's nuts. Speaking I, of yeah. that, did you see that picture of uh, of your, your peeps, your your uh, Kevin Smith cast yes, from uh, Movies? Yes. That's cool uh, when they do that, like a picture from th- 25 years ago or so. They put it up next to a picture. People in the same positions, arms folded or straight down or yeah, whatever, and the yeah. same people. It looks cool. Yeah, the, uh, it was actually Clerks 2, 2006. So we're looking at 15 years ago. And then the picture that we're looking at, uh, the other picture was just a couple days ago. And uh, they have essentially the same uniform on, but instead of being purple, it's black. And it says Quick Stop. Um, so I'm sure those Quick Stop uh, work shirts will be on the uh, Kevin Smith Facebook page or uh, website soon. It'll cost a small fortune, and I will get one. Absolutely. Yeah, I got the purple one. I, I wore it in one of the episodes of Both Mics. Didn't you wear it when you went to movies, the pop-up? Yeah, yeah. The uh, it was it episode eight or nine or something like that oh, when Jesus. I went to when uh, we did the, I did the podcast from there. That was a train wreck. But funny as hell, I laughed. Yeah, it was alright. Matters. Yeah, it's cool. all that matters. That that is true. I mean, as long as I as long as I entertain myself doing this, I'm good. According to iflscience.com, an asteroid as large as a mountain will fly near Earth this weekend. A mountain. Mm-hmm. That's a relative term. Well, they're saying that the on Saturday, August 21st, the potentially has, hazardous asteroid will safely fly past Earth at a distance of just. 3.4 million kilometers. For you people who aren't Canadian, that's 2.1 million miles. The closest approach for several decades. That's just 8.9 times the distance between the Earth and the Moon. Asteroid 20, 2016 AJ193 is larger than 99% of all known near-Earth objects, and so it is good to keep an eye on it. The space rock measures 1.37 kilometers. Again, if you're not in Canada, that's 0.85 miles, according to measurements from NASA's spacecraft, NEOWISE. It's also surprisingly dark, reflecting very little light back, 
making the close and safe approach an important chance to study the object. I'm calling bullcrap. This is uh, one of those uh, starships, alien starships coming to take Musk and Bezos home. It's a million miles away, though. So, like, close as if it, like, might hit the moon or, you know, in that vicinity of 250,000 miles. If it's close enough, if it's close enough for us to see it, that's too close. Well, you're not going to go in your backyard and go, hey, you look at that there. I'm just saying, maybe maybe they're telling us, hey, this thing's coming. That you know, it's not that bad. This way, if anybody is an amateur, uh, am, amateur uh, astrologer, astro- no, astrology is the um, <laughs> the other thing. Astronomy, astronomers, astronomy dude, yeah, yeah. I mean, maybe they'll pick up on it. So they put it out there to cover their ass. Maybe this is like a giant starship coming to invade us or take all our gold or. Take all our water. <laughs> they should just take yeah. these aliens we're talking about home. Why Why would aliens want gold? I don't know. Why do women <laughs> want gold? Why do men want gold? Why does anybody want gold? It's it's the only thing we could find that was shiny. Yeah, because well, someone said it was important. Yeah. It was, yeah, those people. those people. Well, it's the same thing with our money. It's all fake. Well, Yeah. That's that's where I got that Mikeism. It's all fake. Mikeism number one. If you don't know what we're talking about, go back on some past shows here, three or four episodes back. You'll hear us talk about the Mikeisms again. Yes, because life isn't fair. <laughs> oh man, this is something else. We're almost at the end here. We got six minutes to go. You know what? What? Screw it. What? Let me see what's going on here. My phone's buzzing away here. Really? Yeah, I don't know what's going on. I, it looks like I keep kept bouncing in and out of the chat room like that matters. We had we had some people in the chat though. Three. Yeah. Great. Yeah. Even my sister swung by. Nice. She's probably still in there. Like, all right, guys, when are you gonna be done? I wanna go to bed. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Well, it was alright, show. I'm alright with it. Except, yeah. uh, except my boy there, Mike Stradamus, uh, jacked up my seat again. <laughs> Put his paws all over the intern again on the way out. And he does have that weird thing where he shows up in a limo and leaves on a carpet. Yeah. Well, hey, you know, do what you gotta do. So. Wow. Wow, what? Anything, Anything else say? going on, Mike? I don't know. Let's see. What are we doing this weekend? Uh, I have nothing to do. I'm going to watch an, an asteroid come near to, near the uh, planet. Yeah. We're going to wash the car, the, the new Honda Pilot, or not so new anymore Honda Pilot. Um, I was looking at it this morning, which a little dirty, so it needs to be cleaned. Get those kids yeah. to clean that car. <laughs> yeah, right. Sure. <laughs> <laughs> um, Mustang is still in the garage. Yeah. In 2013. How's the DeLorean? Tell us about the DeLorean. Oh, the DeLorean. Yeah. God, this thing is 130 issues, and it's sent to you uh, four issues a month. So, like 32 months, I collected these parts. <coughs> and um, uh, it's a one eighth replica of the Back to the Future DeLorean. And you're supposed to do it, like, little at a time. 
and I, I just didn't have time to do it. So I collected the boxes, and then I packed the boxes and moved the boxes from Texas to Saint uh, Saint Augustine. And I have pictures I can put on the the both mics uh, Facebook page of these 32 boxes just piled up. And uh, I just started putting it together. I'm like, ah, I could do it in a couple days. Yeah, not so much. This thing, it's all screwed together. There's no gluing. There's no clicking. It's it's all metal. The thing is over 20 pounds. And I just started putting it together uh, two weeks ago. And I got to issue 62. And I opened the box up. And it's the windshield. And it's cracked. (laughs) So I get a hold of of the DeLorean people. It's Eagle Moss is the name of the company that does it. And uh, this thing costs a small fortune. And I was like, hey, guys, I got the issue 62 and the uh, the windshield's cracked. They're like, oh, well, you know, it's over 30 days since you got that issue, so we're going to need to charge you for a new windshield. So 15 bucks, something like that. Oh, I thought your insurance would cover it, no deductible. Yeah, right, no deductible, comprehensive. Um, yeah, I, I called over to, uh, was it Safe Light? Safe Light? Safe, safe whatever. And uh, so, yeah, I, I went ahead past 62 until I got to a, a, a point where it was basically a hard stop because I had uh, it was the you know putting the interior together and covering the bolts that hold the um, the, 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 the the windshield in. So I think I'm up to like 95 or something like that. Nice. And uh, yeah, it's 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 sturdy. It's heavy. Like it's heavier than you think it is. It's just a big bulky thing, and it's almost two feet long. It comes with a, uh, a dis- you know a little display, not case but like a like a platform. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and I've always been a fan. Uh, actually, my wife now, her and I, our first uh, movie date that we ever went on was to go see Back to the Future back in 1985. Wow. Well, there you yeah, go. Right, six, somewhere around there. We saw it at the, the Dollar Theater in uh, on Ben White Boulevard in Austin, Texas. Nice. I remember. Yeah. That's awesome. And, uh, so, yeah, I, I've always been a fan. And, of course, some of these TV stations run one, two, and three uh, consecutively on the weekends. And I have it all DVR and watch it. And, but, yeah, always been a fan. Been a huge fan of DeLorean since they came out in the 80s. I saw them before they even hit the showroom at the New York Coliseum uh, Auto Show. And I've had books and brochures and stuff that I've sold on eBay for hundreds of dollars over the years because, you know, right. of him being. Right. And being framed by the FBI. So, hey, you know what? Like we're, up, we're up against it here. We got 50 seconds left. So you got a shout out? Uh, hi, Mom. Hi, Mom. Hi, Mom. Hey, go go hit up Gino Losi if you want to fish. And go check out the Melon Patch Theater in Leesburg. That's all the time we have. We got to get out of here. We'll speak with you next time. Bye. See ya.